Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, ready or not, right now it's time for you to get inspired, right here on Active FM. Leave your message Preview. after the tone. Man, I've been trying to get hold of you, man. Are you there? Change the moon. I saw the moon coming. Are you there? Hello? Hello? Hello. Please leave your message Preview. after the tone. I'll be trying to understand what you told me later on that. When I called you, you did not pick up the phone, but I gotta send this voicemail to you. If you get to hear this, oh man, I'm pissed off right now. I cannot understand this. Oh man, my onions are making me cry, man. I think I gotta tell my mama, man, I cannot believe you say this to me. How the hell, man? How? Okay, you tell me I gotta put God first. How is that possible? I can put my money first. I can put my shoe. I can put my car. I can put anything I want, but you gotta tell me I gotta put God your message Preview. after the tone.
Hey, hey, hey. What's up, everyone? This is The Gentleman, and this is the Be Inspired show. I repeat, I'm The Gentleman, the one and only. I hope you're all good, you know? <laughs> now, today, our topic is called Put God First. Yeah, I, I think that should say, it says it all, the name itself, Put God First. But today, I'm not alone, I have guest speakers. Usually, I was a guest speaker, but today, guest speakers are special. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but as I always do in every show, I allow my guests because the honor to introduce themselves and uh, maybe give us, or maybe to tell us something about themselves in two minutes. But they'll introduce themselves and you and you let them know. Uh, they'll tell you about themselves in two minutes, and then we we'll jump into the topic of put God first. So on my left hand side, who do we have? Luando <laughs> from the show. Let's talk. Active FM. I uh, work with Lucas, <laughs> the Mr. Gentleman. The one and only. <laughs> yeah, the one and only. <laughs> yes. So he always talks about the Lady Moon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So we okay. do graphic design. Yes. And we, we love God. So that's why we featured in this show. Ah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And on the right-hand side... <laughs> Uh, yes, it's Gavin Inslin. Pastor Gavin Inslin, just to correct. Yes. <laughs> Senior pastor of the Active Church. Yes, yes. Also on the political show. Um, also involved um, with a, as a director in an IT company. That's an international IT company. Fantastic. In fact, uh, it's the work that I do there, which is sort of on a part-time basis that allows me to be able to uh, be a full-time pastor. Um yeah, and uh, obviously in the church, I don't talk much politics, talk about the Bible and stuff, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm not talking about in conversation with people, I'll talk politics there. But uh, on the political show, it's only politics with a little verse at the end. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes. So, yeah, gentlemen, that is uh, Mr. Luando and Pastor Gavin Eslin. Perhaps, Gavin Eslin, if you don't mind, would you care to tell the audience on why we should put God first in our lives. Just a brief explanation on your opinion. Um, okay. You should put God first in your life because he created you. And yes. uh, that's enough. Now, you can deny that he exists. Be my guest. You can take a chance. Um, I've seen God heal people. I've seen God miraculously supply finances for our church. Um, I've seen God miraculously give me a wife. <laughs> That's the perfect person to share that I've been a pastor of a church with. Um, I've seen God do incredible things in the lives of my kids. I've seen him do incredible things in the lives of people that are here. Um, we've, we've sometimes prayed for people in front of the church and seen them get healed miraculously. Um, like small things or life-threatening things. You know, uh, one little boy once I remember was basically dying of AIDS. We prayed communion yep and uh wow. that 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 little boy who was five or six at the time um is now in his 20s so um god is real i want to tell you that he is as real as the chair that i'm sitting on right now and the station that people are listening to us on you know right now he is he is that real and he also has given us the gift of life and we are stewards over those lives now each of our lives has a purpose. He has created us for a specific purpose. 
And if we do not fulfill that purpose, then we're going to give an account for the life that he's given us. If we go off and um, go outside of the boundaries of his will, which is recorded in his word, the Bible, then we're going to answer to him one day. And uh, also what I found is that if we don't give our lives to God, if we go and we do our own things, yes, yes, it doesn't work. Okay. Um, and obviously being a pastor, you know, you, you counsel many people who've wrecked their lives um, through making choices that are not biblical. Yes. And so, um, you know, the, the, the first thing is, is that you're probably going to have a lot of um, challenges in life whereby even if you're successful in the world's term, you can end up in a place where you're thinking, you know, what's the point of it all? And then the, the biggest regret that will come, where the Bible says that it is appointed to every single person to yes. die. Yes. And then to face judgment. And to face judgment without Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is not something I'd want to experience. Wow. And you may not want to either if you're listening to the show. <laughs> okay, um, guys, yeah, that's Pastor Gavin and Slim giving us a brief explanation on why we should put God first. So now we're going to go to a song. The song is called um, Life, Church, Worship, God So Good. After they're going to come back and continue with and continue the Be Inspired show. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Johan Kruger. I'm with Creation Ministries International, and you're listening to Active Affirm.
Listening to Active FM, Christ Music is Court Music. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Beans Punch Show. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you know? Um, hopefully, you enjoyed um, what was getting said on why you should put God first. Uh, this, that was awesome, Mr. Gavin. Thank you for that. But now, just this question, um, as we continue, the put God first. Now, as a pastor, as, you, as you've been pastor for uh, a couple of years now, yes, how many years? Just give it a, uh... Well, I'm, I was a part-time pastor in the church I was in before. I got qualified. I mean, I was a youth leader first from 1986. Um, then, basically, I was qualified... I started studying around 2000 and qualified 2004. Yes. And I was a part-time pastor. 
Um, well, and I wasn't the senior pastor, so more like under. Um, and then our church started on the 1st of August 2004. Okay. So in the position of pastor of this church, it's uh, what, 17 years. 17 years. That's amazing. Oh. That's amazing. But now, Pastor Gavin, as a pastor, like as a pastor, senior pastor of Active Church, have you ever thought of giving up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the time when Rwanda started working here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I thought, no, man, this is too much. <laughs> then when, when Gla started, you know, our, our producer, when he started working here, yeah, I nearly thought of giving up and jumping off. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah, look, f first of all, um, I, I was in the corporate world. So when the church started, I wasn't working full-time for the church. Obviously, it's a brand-new church. There was no funding or anything like that. And uh, I was in the IT industry, in the banking sector in South Africa. Yes. So um, at the beginning of 2007, I left my job there and started working full-time at the church. And what, what happened was that I started working with people because we started immediately doing a thing called the Year of My Life. And... Um, I started working with people that had come from much poorer backgrounds than what I was used to. Oh, okay. Gee whiz. The, the mindset differences took me years to, to get used to. Yes. You know, what I was used to in the corporate world and the people that I was used to dealing with, um, issues that, you know, you didn't even talk about. It's like it, it was obvious, like a deadline. You know, something must be done by a certain date. Um, it's obvious. Yes, yes. Or, don't do something tonight because tomorrow you're going to get beaten up for it. It's like obvious. All of a sudden you come in dealing with people that come from a different socioeconomic sphere and you find that uh, that obvious thing is not obvious to them. In oh. fact, they fight you for telling you that. <laughs> um, I struggled with that. Also, um, what you often find with people who grow up in poorer socioeconomic circumstances is that they don't have much ambition. Yes. Uh, I struggled with that. So... Um, how many times did I feel like giving up? Probably about 200 times a year. Serious? For a, a, quite a long period of time, yes. Wow. Especially wow. from when I went full-time 2007, basically until about the middle of 2012. I considered giving up many times. Also, there were times I wasn't getting paid. Ah, it was a challenge, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, yeah, many times. Wow, that's amazing. Amazing. Uh, Mr. Randall? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll come back to you now. <laughs> now, my question to you is this. What is the biggest thing that you ever had to trust God for? Um, trusting God for your wife? I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it's, it's myself. Um, so the moment I got saved, everything was wow. You know, feeling emotionally. When God touched me, I was feeling good because, you know, God touched you, you feel good and all that. Yes. But then um, as you grow as a Christian, start realizing the stuff up you have within yourself you know and um through that you sometimes you get condemned you know what i'm saying you try to overcome maybe a, a, a something that a stronghold in your life you know what i'm saying yes. either porn because now if it's porn and you are a christian it doesn't align with the word of god you see what i'm saying but yes. right there i had to trust god uh, to take me through you know, the problems that I have within myself. You yes. see, so then trusting God for a miracle, I think the biggest thing has been, even like God providing and all that, I don't think it has been harder than trusting God to 
change something within me. So I, for me, that was the, the, the biggest thing. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> that is fantastic. For me, another story. <laughs> another story. <laughs> uh, Pastor Kevin, uh, just if you don't mind, um, can you please share with us, with all the beautiful people listening to this, would you please give us a five-minute testimony, please? Five-minute <laughs> testimony on what God has done in your life by putting God first. All right, so what God has done in my life by putting him first. Well, the first thing is that what I have to tell you is that um, I've, I've been able to live under the grace of God because I haven't always put him first. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the first problem. Yes, I'm not yes. going to sit here and tell you that I'm this perfect guy that's always put him first. I wish I could, but I haven't. And like you asked me about the times when um, I felt like giving up. Yes. You know, the time when you want to give up, then, then what happens is in that moment, you're not putting God first. Yes. Because God's called you. You understand? Yes. He's called you to a calling, and now you feel like giving up on his calling. It's not, it's not your calling to, to give up on. And, um, but, um, but, but, you know, that aside, I thank God, first of all, for what he's done for us through the death and resurrection of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, because even even those times when you feel like giving up, yes. when you feel like you're right at the end of your tether, then you will do something that will um, you know that will help you. So I remember probably 12, 13 years ago, somewhere, I can't remember exactly when it happened, but it was a really down time. We were facing real challenges. Some people had left the church, um, like leaders, leadership type people, and um, we were struggling. The, the church was struggling financially. I wasn't getting paid. Um, I was dealing with people like Luando, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm joking about that. And I was dealing with people that, that were challenging in terms of in the work, workplace. Um, I, I, I even, you know, even got to a place where um, I used to talk about Lenny. Because who broke this thing? Who, who stole this thing? Who, you know, all of these things that would go wrong. And yes. uh, no one would know. And I'd say, oh, Lenny must have done it. You know, there was this imaginary guy, Lenny, because there was no one here named Lenny. So, okay, Lenny must have done it because no one here saying, you know, anything. Or the other onside gate is, no, no, it's been broken for, for a long time. So, I mean, <clears throat> if something's broken, you just found out, oh, no, that's broken forever. What's your problem? It's like you want to kill them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it was it was a time like that, and um, I was feeling really down and discouraged. And someone phoned me. Out of blue, someone that I knew phoned me. And starts telling me, God told me to phone you and say, you're on the right track. You're doing exactly what God wants you to do. I don't know why I'm saying this to you. But, um, you know, um, God's looking out for you. God's saying, just don't give up. <laughs> and this person didn't have a clue what I was thinking, what I was going through. Um, you know, and, and, and I said, thank you very much. And, you know, went into the office and uh, I just basically wept before God. You know, that type of thing. So... Um, what I find is when you when you get right on the edge, yeah. when life gets too much. So at that time, people had also died in our lives, and you know it was a, it was really a heavy time. So um, you know um, what I found is when you put God first, no matter how heavy things get. Yes. And uh, Psalm 23 says, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will not fear evil because God is with you, and His rod and His staff they comfort you. So, in other words, the, the incredible thing about that is that you're never on your own. You're never alone. And, um, you know, 
that I think when you think of how many lonely people there are in the world, that is an incredible gift to have. This thing that you're not alone. Wow. This thing that there's someone with you. This thing that the Lord Jesus is with you. That he will never leave you and never forsake you. And, and it reminds me of Matthew 28, um, <clears throat> where Jesus gives us the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Yes. And at the end, he gives this promise. And lo, I'll be with you even to the very end of the age. That means even if I die, he will be with me. Wherever wow. I go, he will be with me. You know, when I die, no one can go there with me. You know, up until the death door, people can walk with me. Yes. The moment I go through that door, I go alone. But yeah. Jesus, I won't be going alone because Jesus will walk through me, yeah. walk through that door with me. And so when you put God first, knowing that you have that assurance that Jesus is there, um, it's priceless. You, wow. you cannot put a price on that. It's just something, you know, that um, it's beyond description. And, um, you know, the, the other thing also is, is that when you discover the purpose of God for your life, it's the only thing that will satisfy you. I've seen a lot of people who've been very successful in the business world, the sporting arena, the political world, you know, as judges and lawyers and things like that. And, and let me tell you something. You know, you know it's worse than a person who never sees their dreams fulfilled. It's a person who achieves all their dreams, gets onto that mountain, looks around and finds out that what they thought it was, it isn't. That maybe, maybe they become the CEO of a bank or something like that. And then they find that... Um, what they thought it would be like to be one of the richest people in the, in the nation, um, it, 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 it doesn't bring them the sense of fulfillment wow. that they thought it would. Yeah. And that's worse than a person who never achieved their dreams. Is the one who gets their dreams and they find it's not all that was cracked up to be. They were chasing after the wrong mountain. Oh, wow. Wow. Good yeah, that, was, <laughs> uh, that was amazing, Pastor Gav. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Luando, yeah. What can you <laughs> what can you say about the testimony? Was it amazing? That was good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know Pastor Kevin more now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's awesome. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh I'm jump into a second song and when I come back. Yeah, uh, when I come back and then we continue with Book God first. And uh thank you, Pastor Gay, for the testimony. I'm pretty sure that a lot of us were inspired by this testimony because even even I'm inspired, even though I ran the Be Inspired show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, I mean. <laughs> yeah, but thanks for Gavin. So now our second song is called Jesus Loves Electro Infinity. I'll see you after this. I look to the stars in the night sky And I realize, I realize No matter how dark, you're still burning bright It's gonna be alright, it's gonna be alright There's something amazing about you
Ladies and gentlemen, let's, let's continue with Book God first. Um, before the song, we heard Pastor Gayon share testimony. It was very powerful. It was very inspirational. It was very impactful. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of us have learned something from that. That five minutes was a good five minutes, <laughs> should I say. But now, going continue to be, continue to put God from Salvando, I would like you to answer this question for me. It says, would you please give us five ways on how we can put God first in our lives? Five ways. I think you should have asked us again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, case. it's okay. That, that's your pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to tell a story. I think... I think you can make it practical. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, in gentlemen, so yeah. <laughs> so um, I think it's it's simple. It never used to be simple. Okay, so now working simple. with Pastor Gavin has made it simple. <laughs> it's very simple. We have what we call uh, five priorities. <laughs> five priorities. Yeah. So you mm. you you put God first. So the. It's the whole foundation thing. So the belief, you know, uh, and that, that's what God is. He's the foundation and everything else, you know, it's built on, on that. Yes. So one yeah. of the things I've, I've, I've noticed is that, um, so if you like looking at the culture of Africa, the South African people, there are many things that we can believe. Uh, why? Because you don't have uh, something that you're standing on. Mm -hmm. But when you, don't, when you don't have God, you can be like a paper. You're just blown from one place to another place. You know what I'm saying? So it's very important that you, you have God so that when you make decisions, you make right decisions. You know what I'm saying? Because God defines who you are. And now what happens is that if something is contrary to who God says you are, you reject that thing. You know, so you have to put God first. Okay. So that's, that's, that's the first part. And then the second part is... You, you, yeah, like it's so, us, you, you. So, which means <laughs> when it's you, God needs to come first, <laughs> and then uh, the third one, it's your, it's your family. Even in your family, God has to, has to come first. Amen. Because one of the things I was, uh, uh, I went through Ephesians chapter five, and it goes on to chapter 6, where he speaks about children, they have to obey their parents in the Lord. But what I love about that, it says, women, you need to submit to your husbands, to your husbands okay. as unto the Lord. So that means the first part is who? Is the Lord. And then he says, husbands, what do you do? You love your wives as what? Like Christ laid down his life for the church. So it's, it's always pointing to Jesus. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So that means in the family, Jesus has to be the first. Kids, you obey your parents in the Lord. You see what? I, so it's pointing everyone to who? to the Lord. So that yes. means in the family, God has to also come first. And then the, the the fourth one is the 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 ministry. Obvious ministry is about God. <laughs> so we need to make sure that we put God first. If we not putting God first in ministry, then we'll be like churches that do ministry for money. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's where the problem is. Yeah, and every Christian should have a ministry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not it's not just not just the pastor or the worship, yeah. whatever ministry or whatever. Yeah. Every single Christian is supposed to have a ministry and they're not just supposed to be members, they're supposed to be part of the army of God. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So that's 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 the thing. Normal Pascal will say if you're at work, you have ministry. There's a purpose that you have there. You have to speak to someone, you have to tell them about Jesus. 
because that person, they have issues, they don't know God, so they're missing the big part of their lives. In fact, mm. it's the first. You see what I'm They don't know why they're even there. The only thing that they have is just, you know, me surviving, providing for my family. But if they had God, they would be doing even more. Yes. So um, then the, the, the fifth one is work. The Bible says you work as unto the Lord. So it's always putting God first in those five priorities. Okay, that's awesome. Because another yes. thing is, uh, if, if you look at the first one, how do you put God first? Because you can, you, you as a person, you can, you know, be in a relationship with God probably for yourself, not for God. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So in, in the first one, you put God first because of God. You're following God for him, not for you. You see what I'm saying? So yes, yes. we have to be careful with that. Okay, now, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for that. Um, Pastor Gavin, on to you now. Uh, so here's my question, Pastor. On the day you got saved, I'm not sure which day when you got saved, uh, on the day you got saved and you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you started putting God first. Yes? So that means that the old you died and the new you was born, right? Yeah. Now my question is, um, weren't you ever tempted to go back to your old life or your old ways? Look, there was a time when I was a child. Yes. When I did sort of give my life, that was in primary school. Um, <clears throat> and then later on towards the end of secondary school, I could almost say to a very, I, I got pretty close to a point where I rejected the faith of my parents. I didn't quite reject it, but I'd gotten close to a point of rejecting it. Yes. Um, and then, um, you know, for me, to, to, to actually believe God existed became a problem. It's like there was a ceiling above me. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, um, I couldn't believe that he was real. So in a, in a sense, I probably went back there. Then I, after, when I finished school, in those days, yeah, in South Africa, white guys, we had to go to the army. So I went to the army for two years, and um, I really wasn't living for God. I would scream into the church on a Sunday night to keep my parents happy because they were the pastors of the church, I think. <laughs> And um, I'd go to youth on a Friday, but that was just like a rendezvous point yes. to go to a club afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like the meetup joint, if you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, so yeah, I'd gone back then. And um, basically that, what, that began to change in 1991 when I started dating my wife. Um, I, I wanted to change, but I had this problem. I had this uh, ceiling above me. Um, I, I couldn't connect with God and... You know, I had this thing, how can I believe he exists? I didn't have the ability to have faith. Yes, yes. Until May 1992, they did what was called a lay witness mission in our church. And it's a weekend of testimonies and stuff. And I remember on the Saturday night, um, we were taken to the church for prayer. And a woman came and asked me while I was sitting there, would you like some prayer? And I said, yes, but first I got some questions. I bombarded her with questions. And... Um, <clears throat> I believe God was speaking to her because every question I had, she gave the exact answer. Wow. And, um, you know, I gave my life that night again. And since then, uh, um, I remember the one time there was a, a, a moment of temptation. And that was, um, I was married. We didn't have enough money for insurance. And we were broken into and a lot of stuff was stolen. And I remember driving on the highway and thinking, uh, maybe I'm just 
give up this whole Christian thing. Wow. And I thought that for about three minutes. And then suddenly this thought came, but if I give it up, what do I have? Wow. And I thought, there's no ways I'm going back. <laughs> so that, you know, after that time in 1992, that was in about 1997. <clears throat> it's the only time. And I thought it for about three minutes. Uh, I'd rather not, it's, it's, I can't, I, I can't face, I can't face the thought of a life without God. Wow. Amen. Yeah. That is uh, a steep. That's very deep. Wow. Thank you for giving. So, and I'm not saying I'm a good person by saying it. Yes. I just inside of myself think about what I have with Christ. What life was like before. I know how I thought before. I know how I thought when I was worldly and operating in the world. Yes. And it's not worth it. That life sucks. Any, anyone who might be listening that doesn't know Jesus, I'm sorry, unless you know Jesus, you won't know why I'm saying it, but yeah. your life sucks. Oh. Yes, thank you, thank you. Ah, that was powerful. That was really powerful, and it, it answers the question, actually. <laughs> so thank you for that. So our last question of the day, uh, since our time is running out, you know, I was enjoying myself. I was getting inspired, mm. even though I do the inspiring. The inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So this, this last question is, is, uh, is actually for the both of you, so you can both share your opinion on this one, yeah? So, now, the question goes, based on my understanding, this is my understanding, Jesus put God first in everything he did. When he was preaching or talking to his disciples, he always mentioned his Father in heaven. But on the day of his crucifixion, crucifixion, in Matthew 27, verse 46, he said, it says, My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Now reading that and knowing that Jesus always put God first, and now God has forsaken him, the question is, now what assurance do we have that God, that, sorry, the question is, what, now what assurance do we have that God will never forsake us? What something do we have that God will not forsake us since God forsake Jesus Christ on the day of, on the day of his crucifixion? <laughs> Talon, would you like to give us some? <laughs> um, I think that answer, answers itself. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yes. Christ was forsaken so that we won't be forsaken. Mm. But that, that's what assurance we, we have. The Christ the Christ was forsaken, that we won't be forsaken. Yeah. Oh, okay, I know what that way. <laughs> but together, would you like to give us? <laughs> yeah, um, throughout the rest of the Gospels, Jesus spoke about God as being his Father in heaven. Yes. And his Father. And he said he doesn't do anything without the Father. And suddenly there on the cross, he cries, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yes. So what had happened was that God had actually turned his back on Jesus there. And now you remember, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They were one. So God is turning his back on one third of himself. And um, it's the first and only time that Jesus cries, my God, and says, my God, instead of Father. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. No, never thought of it. He doesn't know. Okay. Um, and yeah, so that, that was because up until that point, that was the situation for most people. There was a gap between them and God. Yes. Um, because of sin and Jesus came and he removed the veil that's why for example in the old covenant in the temple they had a, a veil so they'd have the ark of the covenant which represented the presence of God and then that that room would be called the holy of holies in the middle of the temple 
and they'd have a thick curtain that covered that room so you couldn't even go in. And um, when Jesus died, there was a, the earth shook and that curtain was torn in two, which said that in the name of Jesus, we can enter into the throne room and the presence of God anytime we want. Wow. So um, yeah. we'll never be alone. And we also get the right, according to John chapter 1, verse 12, to call him Father. You know, he's, he's no longer our God. He's our Father, our Father in heaven. That's yeah. what Jesus taught us to pray, our Father in heaven. You know, not our God in heaven or something like that. Um, and so, like Rwanda said, Jesus was rejected so that forever we will be accepted. Wow. Okay, by his blood on the cross. So, you, yeah, um, try it and you'll see. <laughs> wow, okay, that's amazing. Um, yes, uh, our time is running out. So, Mr. Rwanda, thank you for coming to Be Inspired Show. I'm pretty sure that you're really inspiration to a lot of people out there, you know. Because yeah. for me, you, yeah, but for me, <laughs> for me, it's not a big thing that makes a difference. The small things, because the small things lead to the big things. <laughs> so any, so any person can inspire anyone. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you must be rich or poor to inspire anyone. Because for me, even the poor people can inspire rich people. Yeah, that's why this show exists. Because anyone can inspire anyone. But again, um, your testimony was uh, wonderful. It was awesome. Um, all your, your answers were just on point. <laughs> so I'm inspired as well, even than the gentleman. <laughs> so so yeah, that was awesome. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, um, before the third song, there's, there's going to be a testimony playing by a young girl who's sharing a testimony um, based on what uh, God has been doing for her in her life since she's been putting God first. Then after that, we play the, uh, we're going to play the third song. But before the third song, we hear the best money from this girl, and she's going to share with us what she did. I mean, how, how did God help her when she put God first in her life? So as I always say in every show, every episode, I always say that the unpredictability of life will remain unpredictable, but everyone deserves a little bit of inspiration. But this time I'm watching around. <laughs> I'm going to say the, unpre the unpredictability of life will remain unpredictable, but everyone is Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah, so um, thank you again for coming. I appreciate it. And then hopefully I'll see you next time. Yes. And Salvando, same to you. <laughs> hopefully I'll see you next time. But now, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Be Inspired Show. I will check you next time. So our third song today is Ill Song Worship um, Broken Vessels. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Francine. This is the Inspired Show. Well, today I'll be telling you guys my testimony on what God has done for me by me putting Him first. Well, basically, I grew up as a Christian girl. Everything was just God, but I felt like I still didn't know God the way that I was supposed to. I still lived a life like an ordinary girl. I still uh, chose to be with certain friends that were not beneficial to me but then at the end everything just turned out to be just wrong but thank God oh glory be unto God I just had the desire to just walk in the path of righteousness and do just the things that God desired me to do so the first step I started to do I started reading my Bible every single day I started fasting I started praying more often I started just putting my whole life into God and 
ladies and gentlemen all i will tell you is that god truly transformed my life he took me from a nobody to a somebody from no way to somewhere and i'll forever be grateful for that and now read my bible i now surround myself with better people who who care for me who have the same vision as i do who also have that desire for god in them and i've really seen god really shine in my life i've seen his light upon my life i've, I've seen his blessings upon my life and all it took me to do is just to get closer to him and have the desire to know him and to love him and to worship him and also me seeing myself in him because i am a child of god and he created me in his own image so that just made everything more beautiful for me because i started discovering myself in christ jesus christ i knew who i was in christ the lord and through that he started showing me visions i started seeing visions i started speaking to people about the word of god i started counseling many people and i just really feel so blessed to knowing god and i know that some of you guys too will know him but all it takes is just for you to open up and have the desire for him in your heart and that's my testimony how god has changed me and transformed me to just being a perfect a perfect um vessel here on this earth on um, this earth and i'll forever really be grateful thank you guys so much and yeah i pray that god um give you guys knowledge wisdom and i feel like the first step that you need to take is reading your bible and having that and having the desire to knowing god every single day on a daily basis growing spiritually growing mentally growing 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 in a way that would transform your whole being so it's all start by you having that desire of knowing who god is and yeah guys hope um and I inspired somebody today and I pray that my testimony also um, fills someone's heart today. Thank you so much. Leave your message Thank after you. the tone. Okay. Mr. Champmoon, it's one again, it's one again, it's one again. Oh, man. I, I should say, it's the one and only, mister. <laughs> oh, I listened to your show. I really liked it. I heard it. It was very cool. It got me to answer my questions. Yes, it did answer all my questions. I heard the pastor's testimony. Oh, by the way, I'm on the street. You hear the car moving? That's the street. Yes. I heard the pastor's testimony, but it's a shame now. I got to put my mom a second. <sighs> mom, I'm sorry. But God got to come first in my life. Mom, I know you brought me to this world. But I got to put God first. Amen. Power to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Woo! Like what you're listening to? Follow us on Gab and Twitter at ActiveFM. Instagram at ActiveFM777 and Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM. Active 
FM. Radio has never been better.
raising